Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's going on out there, Hello. universe? It's us. It's we are starting a cult back again this week. It's me and Grant, Jake being me. It's Grant over there. You're right. That's who we are. Um, it is. Yeah, we are in season two, as I called it for some yeah. reason. I have no real reason to back that up because nothing's uh, really changing other than the topics. I just it's much more lackadaisical. We had like a schedule last time. Now it's just like a list that we're gonna pick from. Yeah, kind of randomly. Yeah. So we um, we decided we would uh, we'd start this start this episode. Uh, not this episode. The this, season. This uh, the you know, season. new season. We'll start it with uh, the deep web. You know, it's a big topic. People people talk about it all the time. They throw these words around. Uh, the deep web. That's what we are discussing today. Yeah. And uh, also next week, so it's a two-part episode. Be it's going to be a two-parter, yeah. Um, for the purposes of this episode, we're gonna we'll, we'll give you some you know overarching information you'll need to piece things together here, and then uh, we'll give you a rundown of its uh, arguably most lucrative and busy site ever on the deep web. Yeah, and next week we'll go into some uh, crazier shit. Yeah, we'll go into the actual considerably really crazier stuff. I mean, if the stuff that we the talk about... The specifics of what we're probably going to be talking about today. If honestly. we're talking about this this week and you think it's weird, next week will be more disturbing, just to say the least. So, why don't we... I want to clear this up before we uh, we go any farther. Uh, the deep web and the dark web. That is a hot-button topic right there, because people say that you can't call them the same thing. So I don't think you can. No, essentially what we're working with here is the deep web talks about websites such... uh, I don't have examples at this moment, but I'll I'll explain. Pretty much, the deep web is something you cannot find on Google. It's not indexed in the internet we have access to. It's something that you would need a special browser on your computer to access, and from there you would have access to it. And then the dark web discusses things that are in the deep web that are purposely hidden within the deep web. Yeah, it's a subset of the deep web. Yeah, so the there's web. there's layers to it, you know? Yeah. And a shocking fact that I think a lot of you might not know is that the internet that we have, I mean, the 
the big names we'd have you know Google Chrome, uh, Mozilla Firefox, uh, Safari, things like that. Facebook, Twitter, Internet Patreon, Ex- Internet Explorer. If yeah. you're into that, um, no one's into that. This is what's called uh, the surface web, and the reason it's called that is because they compare the internet to an iceberg, and uh, these things would be on the surface because all of these search engines that we have at our fingertips only have access to 0.03% of everything that's actually indexed on the internet. Yeah, all the pages that are actually on the internet. I'm pretty sure it's uh, close to 4 billion pages that aren't indexed in search engines. Right. Uh, which is like 400 times as many pages as we're all familiar with. It's ridiculous. Essentially, what, what this means is that, let's say you Google cat videos, all right? You you hit the Google button, boom, you got it. You got some cat videos. That is only 0.03% of the true search results that are lay within the Internet. But since the Internet is so massive, Google and you know, Bing, the search engines, they catalog only a certain amount, and they that's how they form their recommended pages and their long list of websites. But that is not every website that comes up in these scenarios. Yeah, the Internet's fucking you out of your full cat experiences yeah so we are utilizing three percent of it we're using the surface web we do not have full access to the rest of the internet it's also known as the clear web mm-hmm. i believe so what you might be asking is uh what exactly what are we missing here what does the deep web have that you know the surface web what's really out have? there you know and the answers might shock you mostly because they're very blatant but why don't we get into the actual subsections here of what we're talking about? So, I believe there's nine uh, theorized Roughly sections nine. of the internet. Yeah, levels of the internet, and the what we were just talking about, like the clear level, like uh, above web, or whatever it is. Yeah, the right? surface web. The surface web. Yeah, uh, that is level zero of nine. Mm-hmm. So that's that just goes to show how many levels there are, because that's all most people are familiar with. So let's get into the levels, a rant. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I'm I'm very intrigued. What's level one? Level one, baby. Hit me with it. What is it? What is it? Stuff that uh, not many people use, but are still uh, readily available on the regular internet. Really, uh, it's yeah, not so as exciting. Would... It'd be like Reddit, like Pornhub, like that kind of thing. I, well, see, I'd go even. I would imagine it's like when you Google something and it's like page three hundred of the results. Yeah, it's the shit it's that's like, still there, but it's no buried one's ever in used. there. If you do like a very vague search, you know. Yeah, it's it's accessible, but it's also like if even if you know exactly what you want, you got to do some searching to find it. It's not just going to pop up. Yeah, it's not a fill in the blank. You yeah, know exactly. And like, uh, still, you know, on the regular webs uh, websites that are like. Uh, you know, the internet that we're all familiar with, using that, you'd still be able to access level two, which is the Bergy web. Ooh, uh, Bergy. Which is, you know, reference to the iceberg metaphor uh, for what the, you know, internet actually is. So this would be like the lower part below the water. You don't really see it, but it's still there readily available. It's mostly like streaming sites, like you can torrent shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like illegal things, but it's like readily available. Oh, yeah. That kind of thing. Uh yeah. All right. Well, level three 
here, uh, that that's when we enter the deep web, right? Uh, for the most part, it requires like different software, like internet browser software, mm-hmm. uh, very specific ones. Usually, I, I'm pretty sure Tor, T O R, is the most popular. Uh, the Onion Router and then uh, IRL is the other big one. Those are the two. Uh, they give you access and uh, essentially, just like uh, again, I'm not an expert in this field, but what it does is when you use uh, we'll use the Onion Browser for example. So when you're using that, you open it up just like you would Google, and it takes you to the home screen where it accesses the deep web and it takes your IP address and scrambles it. So it bounces it around and it moves all across locations. So if somebody were to try and track your IP address, every time you open a different window on that browser, your IP address is from a different location. So there's no way to actually pin it down to say this person's in this area of the world because it bounces all around. Yeah, it travels like all around the world every time you click anything, scrambling the entire IP address completely. Yeah, so and it's heavily encrypted. So they're, as far as anyone's aware, even people on the deep web, there's no way to like reverse hack this and find the true IP address. Yeah. It's truly like a, a fully encrypted anonymous place yeah and it is a good reason why people like a lot of people actually just use tor just to do their regular internet shit yeah, because no one, can, tra- no one can like track you know what they're doing you they do can't their do banking like the, no one saves your password no yeah. one can access your targeted advertisement isn't a mm-hmm. thing it's not like annoying yeah so they yeah. can't do anything it kind of lots of people it use defeats tor. the purpose of the surface web where they can sell ad space you know exactly yeah all right so that was was that level three mm-hmm. there's nine levels jesus christ um, so level four, right? That is when you get into the dark web, right? And Which the, is, w- again, a subset of the deep web, right? Yeah, these would be things like, I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of you that have heard of this before are aware, but there is, uh, I mean, child porn, bestiality, yeah. uh, lots and lots of just weird porn, uh, Basically, a lot of yeah. fucked up sites that don't and should not exist on yeah. the surface web. The dark web is basically the subset of the deep web that is solely uh, illicit, like, crime. This is, like, the really shady you know? part of, like, the sex store. This is the part they have the beads around, you know? But it's, like, illegal. <laughs> so it's, like, it's double crazy. I love the, <laughs> the just mental image of you in a sex store, just like, yeah. Yeah, that's just great. It's, it's got the beaded there, section. Huh? Yeah. You got to show ID just to get in because no, this yeah. one's messed up. Yeah, dark web. Uh, you know, it's black market trading, uh, uh, snuff films. You know, human trafficking, illegal stuff. Uh, it's the dark web, basically, right? Uh, level five, right? It's uh, Marianne's. The Marianas. Marianas. Is it Marianas? Yeah, because uh, they use it's like the iceberg analogy. Oh, yeah. And Marianas, oh, yeah, yeah. they use that like the Marianas. The Mari- trench. Yeah, it's like the deepest point of the o- mm-hmm. ocean, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's uh, it's the the Marianas uh, web. It's level five. Uh, it's uh, you know, I don't know. It's uh, pretty it, much it's past the deep web. I guess. The way that I would describe what the Marianas trench. Not Marianas Trench. The Marianas Web is. It's like this an is, urban legend. Like there's no proof of it. Yeah, existing. this is far past what you could find on the deep web. This is supposedly like leaked government documents that aren't redacted. Uh, 
you know, pretty much like a documentation of the history of humanity. So supposedly there are like blueprints and maps of Atlantis, El Dorado, places like places yeah, that only like, exist within legend. It, they're supposed to be contained within this part of the no, land. No, it, it's insane. Earlier today, I was we were talking about it. I was saying it's like the Akashic records of yeah, it's just the world, just like on the internet, is level five of nine of the yeah. internet. Is so, like literally everything. Take this it's, with a grain insane. of salt because nothing past level four has ever been confirmed to be accessed. It is true, and then the the next three levels get kind of crazy. Yeah, uh, these are just wild. Yeah, so level six. Guess what this one's known for? Oh, I right? know, I know. You know, Mitch. Guess what level six is known for? What do you think it's what do you, about? What do you think is known what for? What do you think's happening? Uh, if level five was the Akashic Records, then this is like, I have no idea. No idea at all. You'll uh, be surprised. So it, it's way easier than you think. So level six, uh, in all the places we looked about this, uh, we it only ever said uh, simply the level between level five and seven. That's the extent of it. That's the extent. I'll... I'll uh, Pretty much my explanation is level from level 5, which is already insane, to level 7, there is like a massive jump in how crazy it gets. So yeah, I kind of get it. Because it's just a whole level of nothing. It's like, I am what I am. Yeah, it's you like, know? this <laughs> level, level 6, I see is like, you've gotten to and mastered level 5, and now you're just waiting to get to level 7. It's like the limbo yeah, between crazy. But it, you might need that rest, because fucking level 7, wait, what do you have to say? Oh. Level six is like going through the abyss. A little bit, yeah. There you go. You got to get lost in the abyss. It's you know, the calm before the know. storm. You're just hanging out, but the storm is right there. It's coming. Jesus Christ. And it does come because level seven is apparently just an all-out war zone mm-hmm. of just people trying to compete. Uh, and apparently the last person standing gets to be a part of level eight. Yeah. I don't understand what that really means. I like, think... it's the internet, so are they, like, is it a video game of them fighting? No, or the like, way I see it is, like... ruining each other's lives financially? No, no, no like... the way I see it is similar to... I don't know if you're familiar with, like, the Cicada Mysteries on the internet. Things like that. They're, like, very elaborate, like, puzzles that people have to solve. What are you going to say about shit? Oh, I was going to say, is this, like, competitive coding or something? No, like, I think it kind of is. Like, in a sense, it's like it's just a jumbled can, can mess. Complete this game of Sudoku quicker. And if you can, so, like, it's just a mess of like computer like coding and shit. And yeah. like, if you can get through it and like understand it, then you've like. I don't think like when they say it's like a war zone. Like, I so think it's, it's literally an battle royale. I like, think literally <laughs> when they say it like that, they mean it's just like uncharted territory. Like, yeah, we probably. don't know what it is, so it's like a battle to see who Dude, can figure we did, it out. We don't know what most of this shit is. We stopped knowing. There's no proof of level five. Yeah, no, and exactly. This is level like fucking. This is no. all just like yeah. you know. Uh, what, what it's would you? Fun. It's a conspiracy essentially. It's That's fun. what it is. It's just theories it's, and conspiracies. Grant, it's fun. Yeah, it's something to think about. It's a good thing that it exists. So it's level level 8. It's level 8. So everyone wants to get there in level 7, right? They're competing. They're killing each other. Oh, my God. Uh, So level 8 is the Primarch level, right? And apparently uh, level 7's Victor is welcomed uh, with complete rule over the internet. Whatever that means. It sounds like you're running a business of sorts, but... Uh, what, what do you think that would entail? Because that's what all I, it really. Ever what comes I've up. heard, like speculated, is that essentially it's like 
at this point you've mastered both like you've mastered all three. You've mastered like the actual surface web, the deep web, and the dark web. So now that pretty much anything that's filed within the internet, and that would include what's in level five and seven, you have like control over and access to. So it's like it's pretty much like they use like these like flashy words it's like oh it's a bad one you're on top it's like realistically it's just someone trying to figure all this shit out and level eight is like i made it this far and i know what i'm doing yeah you know and so you know what you're doing at level eight level nine apparently you're just the internet you like just become all powerful mm-hmm. over the internet and i don't me, understand it and to me you i see, feel like that would be you this is like viking have, mythology like of the internet i don't understand it I think, at least to me, I could be very wrong. The way I envision level uh, nine would be like, if you've somehow gotten through all of these theoretically true levels of the internet, you would now have the access to the coding of all four billion websites that exist. And you pretty much would rule the internet. You could change anything you want because you've mastered time and space in the internet. Like, the world is yours, you so know? like The entire internet just becomes like Wikipedia, just anyone can yeah, go like in this, there and just... Theoretically, this like individual can manipulate anything on the internet. I love it. And I... Imagine having that status. Does that look good on... Like, what job can you get with that? You is don't it need a job? a job, dude. That's how you... Do you are you a person scam. anymore? Do you need food? Like, Dude, you just skim. Like, you have access to literally... 70% of the world's money because it's all just virtual currency. So yeah. you could just skim, dude, take, you know, fractions of pennies from every person and just pull it off of space. You're rich. Is what you're suggesting? Yeah. I mean, nice. in theory, why couldn't you if you made it to that level? Yeah, if, you it, know? if they didn't fuck it up with the decimal, they, they would have been a different movie. In theory, this in is theory. the case. Yeah. So that is an overview of the deep web. That's just the basics of what we're working with. Basically, here. But yeah, I mean there there are like different things, like uh, like just little small things, like uh, in at the beginnings of uh, uh, URLs or like whatever. It usually says HTTP on like a normal yeah, like, yeah, internet yeah. thing, which uh, which actually stands for Hypertext Transfer uh, Protocol, and a difference uh, of like deep web like internet like search things like much like tor like mm-hmm. if you're using that it's usually going to be https which just means the same thing but with secure at the end things like that yeah just small little tidbits about it but we could go on yeah we could go on and on about those things and you just got to investigate for yourself another thing is like you could the surface web if you let's say you're using the tor browser okay the Tor browser you can use as the actual internet. So you can search, uh, I don't know, Google, Facebook, and use these things on there. But if you're using websites that are specifically on the deep web, they're categorized in random numbers and letters. So let's say you want to get to, like, look today, the example we're going to use is we're going to talk about the Silk Road in a little bit. Yeah. So you wouldn't just search the Silk Road. It's a very hidden thing. There's, like, the actual website, like, link is random letters and numbers dot onion dot com and that is why it's on the deep web because it cannot be cataloged by search engines so pretty much you can use little things they have forums on the deep web that help people guide their way through it um there's something called uh, the hidden wiki which is 
it's just a Wikipedia page, but it's all pertaining to the deep web and like what's on it and how to access it. Yeah, and it is kind of weird because a lot of those IP addresses just like change. Oh yeah, constantly. they change all the time. So and like the links just go dead; they don't like change mm-hmm. with the update. So but yeah, if, there's constant yeah, movement. You, you have you to be like, like on your game. Yeah, you don't bother like memorizing shit. You just have to like have it. Right. So all of this leads me into explaining something that uh, this this place has everything, right? It's good and bad and in between. It's got literally everything that's on the internet. It's there. As we've said, it's almost impossible to police because everything is so encrypted and secret that really the only chance you have of catching people doing illegal things on the dark web or the deep web would be if they make a mistake. And that could be... Something as simple as, you know, using a real name or uploading a photo that contains, you know, information, uh, tracking information, things of that nature. Yeah. And that's what makes it so scary. So, Dude, people have trouble policing the the point zero three percent of the internet that everyone uses. Oh, yeah. There's still, like, shit that goes unsolved. And all, I don't know, man. And what this creates is a cesspool. Like, I mean, the dirtiest people in the world can theoretically make a completely anonymously hidden website that is not cataloged by the Internet, and less than 10,000 people have access to it. It's a large reason why the deep web is, like, just people kind of jump to the conclusion that it's just all this terrible shit. Because a lot of it is not. It's just, like, normal pages that you just Mm -hmm. can't find through Google. But, like, there is, I mean, it is open. It's, like, not controlled like there's no way oh, yeah. to like regulate it so like literally anything's out there because some people are fucked up no pretty and they much. have access to computers pretty much and i mean what we what we're dealing with here is a very like tr- tricky situation because it, it just doesn't not it's nothing is black and white in this scenario because everything is so hidden and secret that you can kind of, even when you are caught, you have some anonymity and you have some deniability in it. So yeah. it's scary. And uh, I do want you to know we're going to cover all things Deep Web in this two-part series. Um, but today I wanted to cover a specific uh, website, and that would be the Silk Road. And I think people are probably familiar with that at least a little bit. It Once it was broken up, it was everywhere. If not the everywhere. company... Than the actual thing, the Silk Road, the trading route over in Asia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. So um, I'll just I'll get into it here. Go ahead. So the Silk Road popped up uh, on the deep web in 2011, and it was a free marketplace which would sell any type of drug, any type of quantity you want, and it was basically Amazon for drugs. I mean, yep, they had pot, MDMA, Amazon. heroin. LSD, cocaine, meth, crack, whatever you wanted, it's there. They had in any form, shape, and whatever you want. It was just yeah. a cesspool for drugs. You want to hear a list of these like uh, these categories that were on there? Yeah, yeah, was, go uh, for it. So the categories on on uh, on Silk Road were drugs, lab supplies, digital goods, services, money, jewelry, weaponry, and food. Yep. And somewhere in there. Murder for hire is categorized. I don't know which. No, that, which that one is that not on the Silk Road. Later on, it, it started popping in the out. on the second Silk Road. It oh, was, but that, that's yeah, not yeah, affiliated yeah, yeah, with yeah, the right. original. All right, uh, I'll I'll get into that. Don't worry. Go ahead. So, yeah, as you can see, we got all this shit, and then 
pretty much uh, everything remains anonymous. You think even with transactions, they only use Bitcoin. Yeah. And Bitcoin is interesting because there's a finite. It's really the only currency we have where there's a truly finite amount of Bitcoin. And that is at 20 million Bitcoin that can be in circulation at once. Yeah. So what and I don't think means, we've even reached that cap yet. That's just no, a cap that was put onto the company. I think we're we're approaching like 13 million in Something circulation. Something like that, yeah. And, uh, I mean, the, what you, the exchange rate the exchange on Bitcoin rate, changes and fluctuates quite often. It's insanely high right now. Mm-hmm. I, was, I looked at it today. Like, I made sure that it was today. Today, one Bitcoin equals $9,705.01. Uh-huh. It's one Bitcoin. <laughs> And there's about 13 million of them motherfucks. And, yeah. It's been higher, it's been higher than that, too, which the, is crazy. Oh, no, it has. It's gotten really? up to about 25,000 before. Jesus fuck, dude. Um, And at the time of the events that I'll be discussing, which is 2012, 2013, um, he, it was at around $900 a Bitcoin for this stretch of, like, yeah, like six weeks, nine seventy four or some shit. Yeah. So just just to be aware of that. So what you do, and and don't don't see this as like, well, how do you even get a bitcoin? You can exchange it for anything. So it goes down to one tenth of or one one thousandth of a bitcoin. That is an exchangeable currency they can use in bitcoin, and that is actually at the time when this was happening would be less than a real penny. So like. You could technically put in, you know, $40 into Bitcoin and get, like, a fraction of a Bitcoin and use that to purchase things. Yeah. So it's not like everyone had to send, like, I have to spend a Bitcoin. Like, you could spend fractions. Yeah. And this all kind of leads into something called uh, skimming that they refer to in the Silk Road. And what would happen is that there were vendors on the website that were, you know, affiliated with their username. And there's one in particular named Lucy Drop, which I'm just throwing out there because it's going to come back eventually in this story. And they were an extremely high-rated vendor with, you know, thousands of sales. And one day they just stopped. They collected money for orders that they never fulfilled and they stopped. And this became a real problem where people would build a reputation on the Silk Road, then collect a lot of money for orders, and then just never deliver the product and not come back. Genius crime. And there's no way to hold these people accountable because it's completely anonymous. It's unregulated, yeah. So one day in 2013, we are met with messages. Now, the website itself um, is moderated by a person that goes by the username Dread Pirate Roberts, okay? DPR, now, yeah. if you're familiar with The Princess Bride, they use that name in both the book and the film. It's an alias they use. Mitch, yeah, he's shaking his head really? like he knows. Nice. And he is the moderator of the Silk Road, so he is the guy in charge. And we now know his true identity. His name is Ross Ulbricht. Just... Just so you know. Sounds like a dick. Now, I'm going to give you like the extended cliff notes of these conversations that took place over the course of about five weeks. Okay. And there's a couple key players in this conversation. 
So Dread Pirate Roberts, he is the admin. So just keep that in mind. He's the head guy of the Silk Road. Okay. Then we have the Friendly Chemist, who is another user who is not affiliated with the Silk Road, but is the supplier to Lucy Drop, who uses the Silk Road. So he is the true supplier to Lucy Drop. Okay. And then the Friendly Chemist is the middleman between Lucy Drop and a user named Red and White. Those are the four players in this conversation. Four players, gotcha. So Lucy Drop is gone. Off the website, they're having problems. It's whatever. People are moving on. Uh, The Friendly Chemist reaches out to Dread Pirate Roberts, and he says, you know, Lucy Drop really fucked me here. Uh, I gave him $700,000 worth of LSD and ketamine and MDMA, because that's what he was selling. Jesus. And he took it for the orders, and he never paid the Friendly Chemist back. And now the Friendly Chemist is worried because he's the middleman between someone else. And it for the purposes of what Dread, Dread Pirate Roberts knows, the middleman, the Friendly Chemist, is in between the Hells Angels of Canada, who are the suppliers to the Friendly Chemist, he then gives them to Lucy Drop. Okay, were you following okay. me? Yeah, we're, we're, I'm with you. So Lucy Drop is gone, out of the picture. The friendly chemist is in debt to the Hells Angels, seven hundred grand, and they're freaking out. Their family's in danger. They don't want any part of this. Now, uh, Dread Pirate Roberts doesn't really do anything more than just say, you know, I'm not going to give you money because it seems like a scam. But, like, if you can get in touch with Lucy Drop and, you know, we can talk, then maybe we could figure out this problem. Yeah. Uh, The Friendly Chemist does not do that. The Friendly Chemist threatens Dread Pirate Roberts. He says that he has the information on over 2,000 customers of the Silk Road and seven major vendors. And now, what I didn't understand, but I later found out, is that there are certain things that can be backlogged and traced to the original IP address. And the one thing that is prominent is photos. So if you take a photo and upload it to your computer, even if you go on the deep web and upload it, in the file photos or in the photo in the files of that photo, yeah, like the, the original the IP address exists because that's where it was first put. Yeah. So in theory, the friendly chemist could have access to a lot of information if he knew what he was doing. Yeah. And he threatened to expose this to, like, just no one, some nameless person. He's going to expose them. And Dread Pirate Roberts pretty much says, like, we're not negotiating with terrorists. This is a problem. Hmm. Time goes on. A new user joins the conversation, right? The real Lucy Drop is what this says. What? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So the real Lucy M. Drop, he the real Lucy Drop is discussing uh, what happened in their life and says that it is Lucy Drop was a two man operation, and the real Lucy Drop was sent to jail a couple months ago for minor drug charges, and while he was in jail, his partner on the account took everything, took all the money, scammed people, and then shut down the account and escaped. How convenient. So the real Lucy Drop is now in the mix saying that this is what's going on, 
And he knows the friendly chemist in real life. So he knows him. So Dread Pirate Robert says to the real Lucy Drop, he's like, give me leverage on the friendly chemist. I want his address. I want his information. I want to know who he is so that I have blackmail against him in case he tries to leave blackmail on us. So now it's this muddled fucking mess. This is already very tough to keep track of, but I'm, I'm trying again. The friendly chemist meets with the real Lucy Drop in real life. Okay. The real Lucy Drop tries to explain the situation that there's no way he can give them money and that we're just going to have to figure this out. And the friendly chemist is not having it. So back and forth, back and forth. The friendly chemist says that he has no other option that he's going to do this. And Dread Pirate Roberts urges him to let him talk to the supplier for the friendly chemist. So this is where Red and White come in. Red and White is the supplier to the friendly chemist. Okay. Immediately, Dread Pirate Robert says, why don't we fucking cut out the friendly chemist and you sell for me and my website. And, like, I'll waive the fee, the startup fee, I'll waive all of it. Just come work for me. Classic cutthroat business. And Red and White is the Hell's Angels of Canada. Jesus fuck. <laughs> And they go on to explain about their tech department within the gang. Yeah. And how, uh, ex- like, the deep web is new to them, so they want to, you know, get familiar with it before they do anything. And that they do believe it could be lucrative if they knew how to do it. So they're getting into it. And eventually, it gets to a point where the friendly chemist is harassing Dread Pirate Roberts. And Dread Pirate Robert Roberts gives money to red and white gives them over two hundred thousand dollars to go and kill someone to kill the friendly chemist murder for hire the friendly chemist his partner whose name is zin is taken in by the hell's angels and questioned now he sees this and he gets scared the hell's angels say they killed zin it's over uh the friendly chemist does not release the information but he's on the run he comes back and he tells Dread Pirate Roberts that there's no way he can trust the Hells Angels, that they told him he has a pass, but he knows that this is not necessarily true, that they'll kill him at any time. So Dread Pirate Roberts pays Red and White to go and kill the friendly chemist. Dude, crime is so dangerous. It's terrifying. And then, as they go to kill the friendly chemist, he spills more information. He tells of other people on the Silk Road that are out there uh, scamming and coming up with ways to, you know, steal money from customers and the Silk Road itself. And supposedly he throws out some more names. So, Dread Pirate Roberts, who's on a fury, he's just raging right now. He asks the Hells Angels, will you go kill these guys for me? There's three of them. They live together. Will you go kill all three of them? This guy's got money to burn, and he hates a lot of people. Yeah. So Red and White says, sure. And it's it's actually very interesting. Um, it's, a, it's a full like thing on YouTube by a channel named uh, Barely Sociable. Uh, it's called The Hidden Truth of the Silk Road or The Dark Truth. It's something about the Silk Road. Something like that. And uh, they go, Red and White goes into real depth about how much they pay for a hit, uh, how you want it done, and, you know, how many people have to be on the job, blah, 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 blah. Um, so he actually sends 
uh, red and white, over $750,000 in Bitcoin. Jesus. And all of this culminates into red and white. Uh, they're now going to work for Dread Pirate Roberts. But something's, something's amiss here. And do you know what that might be? What's that? That goddamn surface web is creeping back up. Oh, shit. Because in 2013, there were undercover cops that were looking into the Silk Road. And they came across a very strange forum post uh, on the surface web by a user named Altoid. And Altoid posted a link to the dark web and uh, instructions on how to access the Silk Road. And he said within this uh, forum post that he was looking for programmers to help him with a website. Whatever. Now, the email attached to this Altoid account on the surface web has a name connected to it. And that name is Ross Albrecht. So they're looking at Ross Albrecht and they finally figure it out. Because one of the first original posts on Silk Road was by a user named Altoid using the same email. Holy shit. So they start looking into Ross Albrecht as a person. He's a young man. Uh, he lives uh, on the East Coast. You know, he's just a regular guy. Mitch, here's a picture of him. New he England. He just looks like a guy you'd see in high school. Clam chowder loving guy. Uh, he was born in Texas. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, he was born in Texas. And then... What happened here is, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's way more to this story. I mean, like, he's selling fake IDs and, like, this guy's doing a lot of different stuff. These yeah. are just the main bullet points of what we're doing here. I mean, he's on the dark web, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, he is in San Francisco, right? He is at the public library on October 1st of 2013. Oh, this is great. And yeah. the problem is... The FBI knows that the information they need is on his computer. But his computer is rigged to whenever the laptop is closed, it is protected by a firewall and heavy encryption. So they have to get it while it's open. So he is in the computer, or on the computer in the library. And two FBI agents come in, uh, a man and a woman, and they act like they are in a relationship and they have a little tiff uh, right across the table from Ross. At the library. <laughs> so they get his distract they get his attention. Ross stands up to, you know, go intervene. And a third FBI agent comes over while the computer's open, plugs in a USB and downloads a ton of files on this guy's computer and takes pictures. And what do you know? He's logged into the Silk Road and his direct contact information is Dread Pirate Roberts. Look at that. The person they've been looking for. Solid police. Work. So uh, he was arrested that same day uh, in California. They figured out that he was the mastermind behind the website of the Silk Road. Um, he had all of everything encrypted. It took a long time for them to get into the files, and they found everything. Even uh, like Bitcoin is completely anonymous, but they have chat logs about how much money in Bitcoin he would send. And at the exact date and time of these conversations, there are transactions for that amount in in his name. Very damning evidence. So, it's very strange. Uh, on August 21st, 2014, he was charged with money laundering, money laundering, computer hacking, and conspiracy to traffic narcotics. And he was ordered to be held without bail. Um, 
the government actually had seized uh, $28.5 million from him when they captured him. That's how much money he had taken and earned from the Silk Road. But he ended up being in jail and fined about $150 million. Uh And do you guys want the best part of this entire, entire situation? Let's hear it. It comes up about charging him with conspiracy to commit murder. More information comes out as time goes on. In 2018, we learn that the identity of the five people that he had murder for hire uh, hits out on did not exist. They were not real people, which has led everyone to believe that the friendly chemist was actually red and white. And you think that's crazy? What they're thinking here is that the friendly chemist took advantage of his friend, Lucy Drop, bailing from the site, skimming money. So he took a different approach, and he was going to blackmail the admin of the website to get money. And when that didn't work, he thought on his feet and scammed the maker of the website out of a lot more money than the original scam. And they were sending picture proof of the murders, but no bodies were ever collected, no people with these names have ever existed, and there's no way to connect the Hell's Angels to any killings or use of the dark web. So how can you convict a guy that had you know, murder for hire hits out on people that didn't exist? Jesus, this is like a postmodernist farce. Like this is beautiful. Oh my god. Yes. This is insane. <laughs> so eventually what led Ross Ulbricht to being apprehended was just sloppy coverage on his end. I mean, the guy's anonymous. I guess, dude, you gotta like know what you're doing when you're dealing with that kind of shit. He made a simple mistake of using the wrong email and the wrong username. Um and pretty much they caught him dead to rights. I mean the family argued that Dread Pirate Roberts was a multifaceted username, that there were more than one person operating yeah, like the page. multiple people doing the admin thing. Which, uh, it could be very true, uh, as they have you know adamantly defended that he had no programming experience and would not have been able to build a website like this. But there's no proof uh, to the contrary. The only proof is that he definitely had access to the username of Dread Pirate Roberts, including all the passwords and names, and therefore he's guilty because it's his yeah, page. He was caught, caught um, red-handed at the library. His family today still petitions for his pardon, saying that he was a completely innocent man. How old that, is he now? Like, in his, he's still in his twenties, right? 36. Yeah, he was born in eighty-four. Oh, okay, March so, of eighty-four. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. Damn. And. What is what I find kind of interesting? Not it's not true. I know that for a fact. What? But they said that uh, Ross Albrecht, He was a big fan of like business. He really wanted to start a business, and he had multiple business. failed businesses. So what he wanted to do was that he wanted to create an entirely free market website. Like that was his business. Was that it would essentially be a flea market for whatever you want, a completely free market. So he created this as sort of like a, in a sense, like an art piece. Like this is the free market, which in turn became the Silk Road. Yeah. And 
Uh, he did not get charged with uh, weapons or anything like that. Weapons charges. They had like a sister site that was dedicated yeah. to weaponry, but it was like shut down pretty quick because nobody really used it. Right, only because yeah, it wasn't their actual website. It it linked you to another page called the Armory, which was a separately run page yeah, from the yeah. Silk Road. So they they didn't have the proof to connect him to those, and. What I what I think the biggest takeaway from this is that the guy that runs the Silk Road made almost twenty nine million dollars in the course of two and a half years. Yeah, like that is absurd. This is a drug like this is a kingpin. This is like arguably the most like suave drug guy that's ever lived. He has like Certainly a luxury like the luxury of a technological catalog of all his shit and he never has to see it in person. He just fucking is on the computer. Yeah. Making millions of dollars. Yeah. Dealing with the Hells Angels, but making millions of dollars. Yeah, exactly. And again, what what's interesting is that the character of Lucy Drop, no one really knows I mean, obviously they're a real user. Yeah. But it's believed that they truly were just scamming people and that, you know, they talked to some of their friends that sold on the website and they essentially created a network of people that found different ways to rip people off anonymously on the Internet. And that is how the Silk Road was taken down. Almost immediately after uh, the Silk Road was taken down, the Silk Road uh, 2.0 came out, and then that was yeah. shut down. People capitalized on the brand, and then like, and then I'm three. Pretty sure the third one was uh, was what was it Silk Road three or like 3.0 Reloaded? Yeah, or yeah, something it, like that. They're having fun with it. Yeah. They're they're capitalizing on the name and using it to market Matrix their business. Guy going on. Um, since then, uh, they're on the Silk Road. You're pretty much only gonna find. Drugs, paraphernalia, and weapons. Um, there are a lot of websites similar to the Silk Road that sell everything, you know, from regular garden tools to, you know, yeah, hitmen that you can purchase uh, yeah. within limits. And Hitmen are not cheap. No. No, they, no, no, no. They are very expensive. And what, what I think is interesting, the reason I wanted to do the Silk Road uh, for part one is because I think it goes to show like how out of hand this place can get like yeah, this truly is like the wild west of the internet it's the unexplored part of an already immaculate idea yeah. you know and like yeah the silk road was kind of the fall the, the rise and fall of rome like multiple times in a row oh, yeah. it was just like predecessor after predecessor like claiming to be just like it and falling and it's, I mean, uh, it's really kind of quite beautiful. It gets it gets funnier because the only reason they really blew up was because it got big on like Reddit. Like yeah. there were actual because forum it leaks posts. over into like the actual internet. So it's it's a huge dude. The act just being on the actual internet at all for anything on the deep web is like enormous yeah. marketing. Oh yeah, you know, like they just know who it is now. Now anyone can just download Tor. You can do it for free, by the way. Yeah, you can just download Tor and just go and fucking buck wild. There, there's a lot of websites similar to this, but the Silk Road was the pinnacle of this free market, like online sales, because it was it was a legitimate operation. Like it had a website, it had vendors, it had rating systems. Um, there were even certain rules in place uh, where Bitcoin, like I said, it fluctuated a lot. So there were grace periods within sales to where, you know, you send $40 worth of Bitcoin on Friday, 
but by Monday, that $40 in Bitcoin is worth $80 in Bitcoin. It was customary that the vendor would then send you $40 worth of Bitcoin back because then he was now overpaid because of the fluctuation in price. Yeah. So, like, it was a very, like, essentially, I mean, you had to take people's word for it, but it was a very trusting operation. Yeah. But if it were to go the other way, uh, like, then you would owe them more money. Yeah. Exactly, and I mean it. it bounces so it's like around. it's pretty fair. It's just a sort of like a lottery aspect to the whole like uh, transaction. Yeah, because especially at that time, I mean, Bitcoin was so not. No one even knew what Bitcoin was then. No, like, it was just a thing. I right? would say it took until probably like the end of the Silk Road, the original Silk Road, until Bitcoin became like a more common term and people yeah, like, like looked into it. It's like the uh, what is it? Uh, the jacuzzi to the hot tub of. Uh, that kind of thing, you know. I don't follow you remotely. Well, you don't. You don't understand. No, like I don't. Bitcoin, like crypto, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. It's not the mm. only type of cryptocurrency, but it's the most popular. So it's oh, okay, people okay. use it interchangeably. You know, it's ah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Immediately when you got I confused, that. I like went blank and was like, "Wait a minute." No, I I totally. I don't get know you if now. that made sense, but all right, no, I got. No, it. I definitely get you. Cool. Uh, not all fingers are thumbs. All, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. All that stuff. But yeah, it. And Bitcoin, I mean, I think that's why the value has gone up so much because people saw the potential in it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and anything that is purchased on the deep web uh, is used uh, using Bitcoin. And that is because it's the only service where they can be completely anonymous and it does not include any personal information. It's literally, it's the internet equivalent of, like, beating a guy at a park bench and, like, slipping him cash under, like, the table. You know, it's like, yeah. there's no you, no one knows. You don't know anything about this person. You just, here's the money, here's All my knows. stuff. You, him, and the birds are, birds are fake. They're made by the government, I heard recently. But then another problem on uh, the Silk Road, there no one really, surprisingly enough, it never, as far as we know, became a true issue. But... Like, uh, vendors on the website would joke about how, like, trusting individuals were. And pe they would say, like, you know, after, you know, the fifth time they bought from me, like, you know, we'd be, like, cordial, you know, chat to each other, yeah, say hi. Yeah, just about stuff. And, like, he was, like, they would give me, like, home addresses and, like, stuff like that to, like, ship to. That's kind of fucked up. And, like, as far as I'm aware, there were never issues with that, but, like, there were, like, forums for vendors, and they discussed, like, and, isn't yeah. it weird that, like, they're giving us home addresses? They're, like, it's almost, like, too trusting. Dude, pe people are too trusting, dude, even on, like, the, the clear web, the surface web, like, mm -hmm. they, on, like, Craigslist and stuff. There was, like, Craigslist killers and shit. Oh, yeah, like, dude. Pe people illicit doing, like, uh, you know, uh, yeah, soliciting, like, uh, anonymous services and shit. Definitely. You just show up, hit you with a wrench. And there, don't, don't get me wrong, there's plenty of other insane websites that we're going to get to. Uh, oh, it's going to get know, pretty If you know anything about like, uh, the mystery boxes, uh, red rooms, things those of that fun. nature, those are things we're going to cover. Not the red rooms, those aren't fun. No, those are not fun. Those are things we're going to cover next week. But, I mean, I think, I just think it's wild that that is where we've gone, and it's such a... It's such a legitimate what do you operation. Mean, like, where we've gone. I mean, we've gotten to a point where the internet has everything, and that includes the illegal parts of life, where you can do these things and purchase drugs without ever leaving your home. And sure, you run a very high risk by you know utilizing a completely anonymous service. 
you don't know who's going to send you what, you know? Yeah. But it's just, it's very intriguing uh, that it works. It, it definitely it's works. It's really interesting, and it's insane that it is the, like, size that it is compared to what we're all familiar with. Yeah. I, like, just can't get over that point zero three percent that we use. No, definitely. And the, uh, something I do want to mention, uh, Ross Ulbricht, uh, there are a lot of people that think he's, like, innocent because he didn't do anything. But then I would pose the question that wouldn't paying someone over a half a million dollars to kill people, whether they be real or not, isn't that crime enough? I feel like it's intent to kill. Isn't that crime it's, enough? It's uh, probably worthy of at least being, like, smacked in the face or something. I don't know. But yeah, he's yeah, definitely sort of thing going on. He's in jail. Uh they've still tried to petition. Good. He has a life sentence. He tried to petition that life sentence uh in the summer of 2019 and it was rejected. So as of now he's still serving a life sentence in prison. There you go. And what is kind of like the tragedy in that story is that the, the you held him up as the guy that's like he's the guy, but it's like Clearly, he's not the guy because the Silk Road still exists to this very day. And sure, it operates differently. But it's it run by like, other people, yeah, but it's different like predecessors. It's like the 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 idea has become a concept. Yeah, and it's like I think realistically, I mean, I don't know how cooperative he is or how realistic it is, but it's like he could be a big asset in helping us understand how the deep web like operates. You know, and I'm sure he is to a degree. I'm sure they're not telling us that, but I mean. I'm sure we've learned a lot from his case of like how to maneuver things. Yeah, he definitely how to better understand like how to get around and purchase things. Yeah, he he definitely changed the justice system surrounding what he was mm-hmm. involved in, for sure. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, that is episode one of the. That's Deep basically Web. it for the first one. I just I I felt like that story needed its own thing because it's so back and forth and like that it, well, it's kind of hard yeah. to follow, but it this. There's a lot more to it. There's a lot more like interesting detail, but I left that out just because We're gonna I'm not going to sit here and read. I'm not going to read you 40 minutes of like messages back and forth between anonymous people. Yeah, but the gist of it is what I gave you, and it's even the gist is insane. Yeah, no, yeah. But yeah, so we will be back uh, with a week. more relaxed episode version uh, where we will talk about some of the wilder sides. And we'll even show so, you the lighter sides, too, because it's not yeah, all dark. It's it not all bad. It does get extremely fucked up to a terribly uh, sickening degree, but there's also good stuff yeah. that you just can't find in Google. It's uh, it's very good. It's fun. They got some cool meme pages. They got some cool, like, there's a lot of websites. Funnier, funny, uh, funny enough, there's a lot of cool websites that are just, like, puzzles. Yeah. Like, it's literally yeah. just puzzles. Like, you log in. Or not logging, you open the page and, like, you have to solve a puzzle. And then it just takes you to a page and it's like, you won. And it's just, like, a picture of a dog. And it's, it's just, just like, like, you won. That's the website. Yeah, man, I got it. And it's, it's stuff like that. Like, there are people that genuinely you know? use it to have fun and be anonymous. And then there's, you know, shitbird people that use it to be terrible. That's just, yeah. that's how it works. Yeah. But, yeah, with that being said, that is our episode There's this week. The- Episode for the week, yeah, we are starting a cult. It's Grantum Jake. We love starting you. a cult again. Yeah, we love you too. And also follow us on all the shit. We are on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and uh, Libsyn. Right? We are on Patreon. Uh, yes. The link is below. 
Uh, we've been giving out some shirts to some friends. We might get some pictures of people in our shirts. They're really cool. They look good. They're green and black. Yes, they do. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we'll be back next week to talk more about some specifics of the things on the uh, dark web. It's going to get fucked up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah. All right. Uh, we are starting a cult. We will see you then. BLM. Yeah, no, that's a good one, too. I like BLM, that. dude. Black Lives Matter. There's some fucked up shit going on right now. In the world we live in, Black but, Lives uh, Matter. Black Lives do matter. Fuck yeah, they do. I'm uh, I'm more of a, I lean more towards uh, an anarchist point of view in life, and uh, my perception of all that. this is Black Lives Matter. They're fucking doing it. I like it. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm it's glad. Anarchy is it's kind of just a called for reaction. Oh no, it's not anarchy at all. But not I like all. this. All right, uh, so just an anarchist view on. Yeah, what's, I like going this. On. Like we're tired of this shit. We're doing what we want to yeah. do. We're getting our voices out there. That's my an- anarchist make a mentality. And it's happening. That's good. Let it let it be heard. Donate to some uh, some causes regarding it. Right, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, go ahead. Do anyway, it. Anyway, uh, we'll see you next week. Right. Oh, we will. Awesome. We'll be here for some fucked up shit on the internet. Don't use the onion router. Bananas. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.